0: I pulled up like Tommy Lauren, I guess she had posted something and they were like, yeah, we're going to kick their ass and blah, 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 and this, this is what America's about, bitch. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hold on, nigga, like, what the fuck? Yo,
1: what's your boy, South 3706, it's community podcast. We have our usual hosts, Adolphin Savage, Marcus Sniffles shout out to el chopper who is on the uh, pto this week so what's good y'all?
0: it's all good in the hood baby baby shout out to uh once again el chopper who's on a uh, brief leave of absence uh, we hope to have you back soon shout out to angelic Glows, always holding it down uh everybody that uh, did a good job last week thank y'all for holding it down while i was out what else
2: happy uh Happy
1: New Year! Happy 2020. We're here. Yes, sir. <clears throat> we're here. We've never left. We're here, holding down every Monday. Uh, quick shout out to uh, the homie Jalen. This is his birthday today or well, yesterday, as of this recording. So shout out to him. Uh, check out his podcast. Uh, it's called Take a Moment. Um, kind of ties in with the topics we're talking about today, but uh, it's it's uh it's kind of depressing. But we'll uh, we'll get to that soon. So the first thing we're talking about, we took over. Not just Twitter, not Facebook, but the world is uh, 45 assassinating people out in Iran. So the, the biggest story this week is uh, y'all's president while out, assassinating one of the top genera- generals in Iran, which uh, sparked a large troop movement in the United States, which to normal people, you know, that brings signs of fear, and alarm and uh, cause for concern. But to these savages on the Twitter sphere, it is a opportunity to get these retweets and likes off. So, there was a lot of hilarious tweets, a lot of very insensitive tweets. But I mean, it is what it is. Twitter's for the jokes. I I I could probably pull some up, but I just want to know y'all's thoughts. Like, is it a problem that Black Twitter, which essentially is Twitter, making light of such a potentially serious situation? I mean, should we chill? I mean, we know we have a shout to all our veterans in the nope. timeline. Marcus, Marcus is a veteran out there. You know say <laughs> Shout to him. And, uh, just like, what do y'all thoughts? Let me pull some of these tweets.
2: Nah, I don't, I don't think it's too far. I mean, it's, it's Twitter, man. Like Twitter, if you're, you gotta be here for the jokes, I guess. You know, you gotta be here to, to laugh about things. Like I've, I've been on Twitter since what? Like 2011, I think. And it was way worse back then it was way more insensitive about a lot of things this is just i mean they made we've made jokes about like slavery you know what i'm saying like if you can make jokes about slavery then we can make jokes about america going to war again like america does that america's about that war shit, so come on twitter crack some jokes i don't i don't i don't see the issue with it like i under and I think what's different about it now is that it's the idea that you can actually, there's actually people um, being deployed and that are overseas on the internet also that are able to see this. And I mean, they're laughing about it too, but they they also throw in like, you know, say a prayer for us, you know, cause we over here, but I mean, I'm sure it, it helps them get through the day also. You know what I'm saying? To see so, some of these, there's some of these jokes are hilarious, like, hell yeah. I don't know how some of these people aren't on tv or getting paid to write jokes As when when twitter gets a hold of something and the and the and people get after it there's some really hilarious things on there.
0: yeah some of the jokes about like avoiding the the draft and different stuff like that it was just it was hilarious it was clever to me if you're if you're finding things that are insensitive maybe you shouldn't be on twitter because it's like there's no way that you can patrol or control what's going on, or, or your content. I mean, I guess you can, like, block certain words or whatever. But it's like you have to have thick skin when it when it comes to that type of stuff. To me, a lot of the times, it's good to like have a quick laugh and, and laugh through your pain. Yeah, sure, we're uncertain as to what's going to happen, but you know what? It, it's time to laugh. It's time to be funny. It's Twitter, you know. And I mean, I, I was good to go. Um, like I said, my favorite are. Some of the uh, draft dodging jokes, that shit was funny. Um, some of the, you know, the girls saying, oh, well, I'm going to do some dance or twerk to kind of uh, distract the Iranians while my homegirls get free. That shit was <laughs> funny. Like, I, I don't see a problem, but, you know, for the people that do find it uh, offensive, I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry. Shit, it's funny.
2: Yeah, women we were talking about, well, you know, we want equal rights and and now this war thing is popping up like, you know what? A woman's place is in the kitchen, taking care of her man, staying at <laughs> home. I was like, yeah, I <laughs> That's just yeah. that, that's funny, like I don't know what they want.
1: So I know a lot of people are saying all the people, all the MAGA folks should be sent to the front lines to say yeah. this is their guy making the choice. I mean again, I, I feel like the whole the fake tree create wait fake treat sword fake creates patriots patriots yeah the patriots out there uh, I think the uh the, the patriotism after 9-11 the spike with like people wanting to join I think that was only caused because it was like an attack on US soil but like anytime any other shit is happening out there nobody cares like i i drove around today i didn't see people line up at recruiting offices doors and i'll see people fired up on twitter talking about i'm about to go sign up and protect my country but you know let colin Kaepernick kneel for the flag and that's a problem like world war three literally broke out when that happened before so
2: i'm just i'm but just curious same energy like because like, you know there's there's black twitter and there's regular twitter i wonder what regular twitter was talking about like during this whole thing, because all I saw was jokes and memes. So, like on the other side of Twitter, are they like, oh, this is serious business. We could be, uh, people are going off the Iran, and what does this really mean, and why is this ha-? like? How I wonder how different.
0: Well, is. I know uh, over in MAGA Twitter, they were they were fired <laughs> up. They were fired the fuck up. <laughs> I pulled up like Tommy Lauren. I guess she had posted something, and they were like. Yeah, we're gonna kick their ass and blah blah blah. And this this is what America's about. bitch I'm like, Whoa, hold <laughs> on, nigga like, what the fuck? and I mean, yeah, from what cool I've seen, yeah, it is definitely cool from your couch with your dog avatars and your American flag avatars. Uh, regular Twitter, I mean, it was some people that were kind of you know worried or whatever, but I mean, different strokes for different folks, like I said, MAGA Twitter this weekend i kind of got involved with them a little bit like just reading some of the stuff that they do it's actually just hilarious how brainwashed these people are like trump could do no wrong or 45 could do no wrong and it's just hilarious to me they're going to defend him to the death they'll fight for his honor you know america america as you call it it's 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 some good stuff
1: yeah so there's definitely there's definitely a, a spectrum of emotions, as we said, because, like, there was one tweet for this guy that was getting uh, this black dude in the army talking about, oh, you know, y'all out here using these jokes for clout, and, you know, we're really out here in the field, and blah, 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 blah. But then you'll have other people that are veterans or that are in now that are adults that said, You gotta laugh through the pain. Like, the, it's, it's, it is it's a volatile situation, but at the end of the day, let's remember that these people uh, they signed up to do this. Uh, this is, this is why they have the job. Okay, hold have.
0: on, nigga. Hold on, nigga. They ain't signed up to do this. They signed up for that Charger and that Challenger If <laughs> you're black, and that's why you get these damn jokes. Let's be honest. You know, if you're white, you, you know signed what? up for that boat or that uh, Dodge Ram that, or that Ford F-150. F-150. Yeah. That's
1: what you did. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I mean, you know, God bless. Hopefully your, your lady is faithful to you while you're God. You know, hopefully there's no uh, what's that movie the I don't know what that movie started, but a jarhead head when dude since a video oh, of his old lady yeah. nice. deer hunter or some shit. Oh,
0: Jesus. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: That's if you're not in a serious relationship and you're getting shipped off, even if you are a serious relationship, man, just just know. Somebody's going to try. Somebody's trying try to clap cheeks. You know, just expect it. It is what it is. You know, God bless.
2: Yeah, <laughs> support the troops any way possible. Make sure their wives are satisfied out here.
1: Hey, man, somebody's got to keep warm at night, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? This is this is where we get bad.
0: hold on. Hold on. Because I I seen another meme and it was like two women, what's it called? Tribbing? Tribing? I don't know what that With means. With the scissor thing. Wow. Oh, wow. They were doing I that. It's, called, but it's this, <laughs> I thought it was called like thriving or tribing or I don't know. If, if anybody in Twitter land knows, just uh, hit me, just me up six, at whatever my name is on Twitter and let me know what the name is. But I thought they were banning, like, porn on Twitter anyway, like, in 2020. That's what I,
2: that's I
0: heard. I've seen a lot of porn lately. I'm still trying to figure Yeah, out like, this, this OnlyFans stuff is getting ridiculous, but I thought they were banning it, but... I mean,
1: that's probably one of those, like, Twitter rumors they have. I mean, I, I usually block, well, I do block most of porn, because, like, come on, like We don't need to see porn on the timeline at all times. Like, y'all are sickos.
0: I'm talking be, Like, just because 8 be, o'clock on a Sunday... <laughs> morning
1: she's cheeks clapping that's I
0: seen <laughs> the, the tripping thing like i was like what the fuck?
1: okay so here here's one of the tweets that i saw um, so there's this lady at malibu at mvlibu she said while everybody's kicking about World war three jokes let's talk about a few who got caught on new year's day to deploy Let's talk about how we are celebrating 2020 by packing our rucksacks, our salt bags, and testing your pro mask holding back tears. I barely even had time to say goodbye to my wife. And, you know, and even she said some of these jokes are funny, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have it both ways, man. Like, it, it is what it is. I mean, hopefully everybody's safe out there. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is what that Dodge Charger was attached to. So, you know, support the troops, you know. America, all that stuff. But hey, man, this is what y'all want. Y'all voted for this guy. That's all I got to say on that. Moving on. So, when I mentioned earlier the Homie james podcast, there's recently a young man, I think it was a four star recruit that signed to Georgia Tech recently. I don't have the gentleman's name you guys got it off the top of your head because I don't. I can look it up though. Hold up. Um,. Which I know the story I'm talking about, correct? Yeah. Okay. Dolphus clearly has no
2: clue what we're talking about. but It's uh, Bryce, Bryce uh, Gaudi. G-O-W-D-Y.
1: Yeah, Bryce Gaudy. So the story with him is he he had recently signed to play football for Georgia Tech at receiver, I think. Um, and a story came out that he had died because he's hit by a train. And my initial reaction is okay well r.i.p but i had questions i was like how does one get hit by a train like trains are pretty loud they're pretty bright and it's not something that can like sneak up on you so my first thought was initially that maybe he was doing that thing that kids do that hey oh i'm quick enough to jump across the train before it comes across or whatever and then you get hit that way Somebody on Twitter was like, "Hey, you know, we need to go check who his friends were. This could have been a suicide or a murder or something like that. And maybe they pushed him from the train or whatnot or killed him and then threw his body on the train tracks. But then it ultimately came out and said that it was a suicide. So, I, R.I.P. I just can't understand like the the younger generation in there. Just like they're underappreciation for life. You know what I'm saying, like." dude's not even 20 years old and said, you know what, whatever I was going through, I needed to jump in front of a train because I couldn't cope. And it's just crazy because life can change so much from that age. Within, with Even within the next, like, three or four years, your life could change. Not even to the sense of, like, maybe he'd have made to the pros, but just growing up and living life. Like, he's going to be going to Atlanta. There's a lot of fun to be had out there. He just kind of forego that to, you know, get out of this situation. So allegedly he was struggling leaving his family who was apparently homeless and staying at a hotel. So, um, I want to hear Marcus's thoughts on that and see how that goes.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it is tough out here. Uh, I think, um, I don't know if it's like just this generation. Cause I mean, this generation of kids isn't the first like generation of kids to, to commit suicide. Uh, I think uh, I was talking to Anfro on the, on the timeline about it and he was saying that the, the kid wasn't, he wasn't able to really like deal with the uh, I guess the guilt of him being able to go off to college and you know pursue his dream and do all these things while his family is like living in a hotel. Like his family was homeless. So they were living in a hotel. And as you know, if you're a college athlete, you cannot make money while you're playing football. So from what I understand, he is he was somewhat of the provider while he was there. And he was in, he, he's from Orlando, I believe, or he's somewhere in Florida. So now he's moving from Orlando to Atlanta. Now he can't take care of his mom and younger brothers who are homeless, who are living in a, in a hotel room, and he doesn't know how he's gonna be able to take care of them, how they're gonna be able to take care of themselves. And like you said, it's, it's the thing where when you're 17, your your brain isn't fully developed. Like it takes, I think it's until 25 that your brain is like fully developed. So as a 17 year old, he's not thinking about Two years from now, three years from now, he's not thinking about you know okay if I go to school if I you know uh, get good grades I can you know get a good get a good job or and take care of my family. Then he's thinking about like right now what can I what can I do for my family right now that doesn't have a place to live and he couldn't he couldn't cope with it and it is it short sighted yeah it is it's extremely short sighted because that's a you know a permanent. Solution for a temporary problem, but he's also again he's seventeen, and I know when I was seventeen, I made dumb decisions that didn't make any sense. But I was seventeen, and that's what seventeen-year-olds do. Obviously, he took it too far, but yeah, it's it, it's a tough situation.
1: Well, my thing is though is, and I, I know you spoke about the other generations, but I think nowadays, and again, I I can't confirm this is the case but I feel like a lot of these younger suicides the social there's a social media factor involved with it somehow I'm sure that tied into it somewhere but even with that like there's I feel like that people had to have known about this and there's plenty of resources out there you know well yeah you, yeah, even it, joke, it, you joke about go fund me and stuff like that but that that is an avenue like hey I, I'm about to go to a d1 school or hey i'm going to this d1 school i'm sure there had to be somebody to let him know like hey there are resources out here for you and your family to take advantage of like if not then that's negligent on the people that were you know his caretakers or people trying to you know his mentors or people that were watching over him as he made that transition even as high school coaches that's 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 the issue then
2: his mom because like i guess weeks for days leading up to that he was asking like his mom like if I was gone would everything be okay would you be all right he was asking his brother like hey if I was gone would you be able to you know deal with things and he was he was making certain statements that should have been a red flag to the to his mom and to you know the people the adults around him but you got to consider like his mom is homeless his dad is his dad is in the picture, but he's not living with them in that in that I guess state. I think mean, he lives somewhere else. And the 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 I guess the idea of like going to therapy never probably came up. Like that probably wasn't a conversation. Like imagine if you're 17 years old, you're homeless, your mom has to, you know, rent out a you know a hotel room for y'all to stay in you guys were living in your car previously and you go to her and you're like, mom, I need, I want to go see a therapist. I mean, how do you think your mom who is a bit older, who's kind of going through it, money's really tight. And you're talking about, you want to go see a therapist? Like we don't even have a roof over our heads right now. We're not putting money into that. And that's kind of how she, she was somewhat like that. When, when um, he would say certain things, she would be like, Stop talking like that. That's crazy. Or you know, toughen up. And I'm sure, looking back on it, she probably regrets that. But she probably doesn't know how to deal with her feelings either. Like the people, the people that need therapy the most can't afford it. If we're if we're going to be honest, like the people, the people that get therapy a lot that are just like, hey, I'm just going to go get therapy. I'm going to go see my therapist. Most of, most of those people are well off. The people that need therapy the most are like poor people people that are struggling, people like single parents, uh, kids that are dealing with homelessness, they need a therapist and they can't get them. Like This kid probably didn't didn't have an opportunity to get a therapist.
0: Definitely agreed on that. As far as the generation thing, I do think that um, now suicide does seem like it's a little bit more prevalent uh, in this generation than generations past, at least when it comes to uh the teenagers and then a lot of stuff it could have been happening like back in our day or prior to that but of course the social media definitely you know broadens the horizon for things like this to me honestly it it just it doesn't make sense and i understand being 17 you're not fully developed it could have been some other issues in the background but if you were i guess a breadwinner for that particular household Unless there was a talk of some sort of insurance policy, why would you think that you killing yourself going away is better than going away to college, where even if you don't make it to the pros, you're going to get the opportunity to get a better job? You know, this situation that you guys in is not something that's uh, long term. I just don't understand it. Like, it it doesn't make sense to me. But, you know, and I mean, I'm a person that I, I go through depression sometimes. Suicide's never on my mind. Like at the end of the day, I have hope that things will get better. I just don't get it with the with the younger generation at times. I mean, it's a really sad situation. You hate that he made this decision. It was definitely a bad decision. Um, I really can't place any blame on the mother because I mean, you know, we're all black here, we grew up in this type of uh same situation for the most part. When you're having issues, you go to your parents, they tell you, hey, you need to toughen up, you know, because back in our day, we were stronger. We didn't let that affect us. And now it's like, you know, you get on social media and it's like, I won't say suicide is accepted, but it's like, when people commit suicide now, it's like, oh, well, you know, well, we should feel bad for them. They were going through so much. Whereas generations past, it was not, you're going to hell. Uh, you don't do that, blah, 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 blah. And I, I just don't understand where the disconnect or where things have changed with that to where people think that, Hey, at 17 end of my life is better than just, you know, even two to three years to get through this struggle and be better off. And like you said, I mean, I, I don't know, is there not a, a, a mentor at a, at a church or, or a damn blindside type of situation or something that can help this situation out? You know, it, it just, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: So uh we're not going to use a blindside. We need to have, I need I need Marcus to watch that movie so we can have this discussion.
0: He hasn't watched the movie.
1: Yo, I, somebody pointed out <laughs> I saw a tweet about. Fuck? I saw a tweet about how, the Blind Side is a hella racist movie. Now that I really look at the story and think about it, I'm like, you know what? This movie is extremely racist. But we'll we'll talk about that another day. But again, Marcus was saying is true. Like,
0: white people do it all I, the time, though. Hey, you know you. You get a young nigga that's kind of big and you know, you
1: feed him. And, and also with that, the media and the media loves the story about like the the athlete who struggled and their parents were homeless and they slept in the car to now them, you know, thriving. So I'm surprised that narrative never got out to try to get him some help because God knows ESPN loves bringing that type of stuff up when you have young black athletes who are, you know, moving up. But to what Marcus was saying about affording healthcare like that. That ties into Jalen's podcast. His podcast is about his issues with depression. Like he's been diagnosed by a doctor with depression, not like some of the people on the timeline who throw the word around for like for clout and attention. I think at some point people, everybody has like. Bits of depression, I think like being diagnosed is a totally different thing, like that's why I was saying like his podcast is a bit depressing the first two episodes I listened to cause he's talking about his, his story, his issues or whatever. But he was saying the same thing. Like he used the podcast as a, uh, as an outlet because he can't really afford treatment for depression. You know what I'm saying? Like he works like a regular, you know, regular job, like fast food type shit. So, and this is what he has to do to, you know, take care of himself men- mentally. So, um, you know definitely if you have people like that you know reach out to them and let them know their value stuff like that because again maybe uh bryce didn't have that in his like maybe people like hey you're a star athlete everything's good you're getting girls, or you're super popular but on the inside you know people weren't really seeing through you know that facade and seeing his pain and whatnot but um it's I mean, a tough fun. issue definitely definitely if you got issues you know just reach out and talk to somebody and, you know check out check check on your people
2: this was something we talked about like a few episodes ago as far as uh, depression and, and mental health issues. Like, you can't look at somebody and tell that they're depressed. Like, you can, they can go out, be the life of the party, be having all kinds of fun, talking, laughing it up, dancing, doing all this stuff. But inside, they could be going through it. When they get home and they're by themselves, they could be going through it. You can't, there, there's no like visual thing that when I look at this person, that guy's depressed or that girl's suppressed. there's no this it's hard to see the signs because it's a it's a brain thing it's a brain chemistry it's a mental thing and you can't see it so yeah you just gotta yeah, check man. on the people it's like oh man
1: them. i gotta i don't have a depression story i don't know if to do a suppress but i do have a suicide story like i don't know if i can tell i could probably give details but you can that ne- you never know let's put it like that you be talking to somebody one day and the next day they just out of here, so. But let's uh, transition to something more positive as uh, the NFL. None of our teams are in the playoffs, but there is the potential for a all-black starting quarterback Super Bowl as we have Lamar Jackson and the AFC, who is my favorite to represent the AFC in Super Bowl, and then the NFC uh, damn, who do we have in the NFC? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, that fucking clown cake. Oh, yeah, Russell wow. Wilson. Unfortunately, I have him blocked on Twitter but yes. so, <laughs> for different reasons. But there is a potential for an all-black Super Bowl of the undefeated. we reporting early in the season that this is the year of the black quarterbacks at a certain point, like almost like the top eight quarterbacks something like that were black. So that, that's a great come up from back in the times where black people weren't thought to be smart enough to lead a team and play quarterback. And. You know, hopefully now it's being normalized with uh, the prominence of these black quarterbacks showing out in the biggest stages. So shout out to that. But speaking of those times when black people were smart enough to be uh, quarterbacks, there was the uh, AP voting for uh, all pro players, and uh, your man Lamar Jackson, who I think is the MVP frontrunner, received what do you, what do you got like 49, 47 out of forty nine votes.
2: Yeah, he got Hopefully. over 90 90
1: so there was one person that they didn't name but another person that did not vote for him to be a all pro was one bill polian so if you don't know who bill polian is he's at this point he's just a racist old man like <laughs> that's, that's that's what it is Wait a
0: minute. he still voted for russell wilson that's how that's how that's you The, get
1: the right. three people they voted that, that, for that, that, that's wilson. that's that's the loophole. We're going to vote for another black quarterback so we don't have to eat crow that we were horribly wrong in our assessments on these guys. Like,
0: the, the caveat to that to me is now they would have voted for, um, shoot, what is his, Patrick Mahomes? Because Patrick Mahomes, definitely mulatto, married a white.
1: Mulatto is an offensive term. So <laughs> I use that.
0: Of mixed race, it's <laughs> a white you're, woman. You're, you're, you're still black, and, that doesn't I matter. Care, who cares? Whatever, he, he's mixed, he's not. This isn't Jim Crow. So, well, if so they would have voted, voted for him, then maybe it doesn't matter. 50%. It's just say other. If they voted okay. for him, then maybe I'll let that slide. But come on, man, they still voted for Russell Wilson. So,
2: yeah, you know, okay, he wants
0: to prove his point, damn it. Okay, no, no, he's no, a receiver.
2: He's not. He's not proving his point. If Bill Polian really wants to prove his point, vote for Aaron Rodgers. Vote for Drew Brees. Really just stick your neck out there like, no, nigga. This dude is a wide receiver. He'd be better that way. Y'all niggas shouldn't be out here throwing the ball. Like, really? Like, put your nuts on the table. What they going to do? They going to fire you? They going to kick you out of the NFL? They ain't going to let you work no more? You 80 80-something years old. Fuck them. I'm like, yo, I'm. Mean, if I was saying, I would vote for Tom Brady. Tom Brady had the worst year of his career. No. Tom Brady all pro. That's who I'm voting for. Fuck Lamar Jackson. Fuck Russell Wilson. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. Fuck Deshaun Watson. Fuck Dak Prescott. Fuck Jameis Winston. Fuck Jacoby Brissett. Fuck Teddy Bridgewater. Fuck all y'all niggas. Tom Brady. And then second team, Aaron Rodgers. Third team, Drew Brees. Fourth team, Andy Dalton. Suck my dick. That's what I would do if I was him. Oh my God. That's
1: what I would do. So, speaking of all the Quarterbacks of yesteryear that you mentioned, Brady has been eliminated from the playoffs. Drew Brees has been eliminated from the playoffs. I need the Trifecta. I need Aaron Rodgers to be eliminated. <laughs> I need I need the old guard to fall at, in one swoop, one swipe of the sword. I need all those guys out of here because all of them have been playing terrible this year. Like a lot of people are saying that the Packers are the most overrated 13 and 3 team. They are. And I I watched a couple of Aaron Rodgers games like dog, like
2: They're it ain't, ain't there, dog. They're not great. It ain't, it
1: ain't there, bro. Like and
2: people and people don't really say it that much, but the weakest, the weakest part of that team might be the quarterback. <laughs> like he has his moments, but he's not like balling, you know, like he usually does. Like if this was Aaron Rodgers from maybe 10 years ago, this team would probably be undefeated and would be no question for the Super Bowl. But
1: Yeah, I, I need I need him to fall. I need him to get out of here. So so who what is y'all's prediction for this Super matchup? I'm gonna go ahead and say um, the Ravens and doesn't matter if we were, who from the NFC. You know what? I hope it's. Uh, damn. I don't want to be spiteful. Uh, i go rematch Ravens and 49ers and I hope 49ers blow a 28 to 3 lead. Yeah, <laughs> I used
0: What the
2: hell? I, I will say, just for, for transparency, at the uh, beginning of the season, my Super Bowl. Uh, matchup was Kansas City and Chicago. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to stick with yeah. Kansas City. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City uh, over San Francisco.
0: I'm going Kansas City and I'm going Seattle. Kansas City and Andy Reid get that championship. And next oh week, God. by the way, Green Bay does play uh, Seattle. So I definitely think Seattle will beat them. I just kind of feel like, I mean, the Ravens are a hot team, and I like them. Man, Kansas City has been rolling lately, and they're, they're winning in all different types of ways. And you know what? I'm keeping a buck here. I'm tired of goddamn... What, what's this nigga's name now, the Ravens fan that we all know? I forgot what his name is on Twitter now. The
1: real Nick Gar. I'm
0: kind of getting tired. Like he He's... He'll push it to where it's like, okay, nigga, I kind of want you to be shut up. So, I mean, are you the dog? But I do want your team to lose just so you can suffer a little bit, just that's so you racism. can
1: eat that's race. That's, that's race. That's I'm racism.
0: still picking a black quarterback to go to the Super Bowl, but I'm just saying I don't God. necessarily need your 15 minutes of stats every now and again. Like, come on, nigga, be humble. So they'll get humbled against kansas city in the afc championship game that's my prediction
2: i mean if, if i had to redo it like like if i had to re-pick like okay who do you think is going to win the super bowl i would probably pick the ravens but just because you know i, I picked kansas city at the beginning of the season i'm just trying to stay consistent and i don't want to be i don't want to be wrong twice i guess like i'm sticking with the team like I clearly don't know what I'm talking about. I thought the Bears were going to go to the Super Bowl. So well, hell, I don't they, know. I don't know. From. From Where was it a decent is- like, great last year? I was like, yeah, okay, wins, wins all and, over the place. Like, yeah.
1: ESPN. You know, and, and I was ESPN like, the not
2: be I thought I thought he would be average this year, and if he played average, that team might have gone to the playoffs. But he is horrendous. My God, Jesus.
1: Yeah, this crazy. It's actually it's funny how at the beginning of the year, and it's crazy how things changed. That at the beginning of the year, that people thought the Patriots were gonna walk away with the the Super Bowl because they had Josh Gordon, um who else
2: did they have And yeah, Antonio Brown for a week.
1: Antonio Brown for a little while. It's like, oh, Tom Brady's got all these weapons. It's you can't even stop him. They're just gonna be undefeated and blah, blah 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 blah. And Tom Brady's out here dinking, dunking, and throwing ducks and picks and ah oh, man. It, if you weren't on Twitter yesterday after that game, man, like, we, <laughs> we all came we all came together as fans to, to get the Patriots out of here. Like, you know how great it would be if Tom Brady's last play as a Patriots pick six to end the game. Like, great. That, that's the stuff that the dreams are made of. That's what we, we grow up as kids and we work hard, just to, you know, work on nine to five to come home and see a dynasty end <laughs> in, in, in epic fashion. Epic fashion. Hey, like, Miles yeah, Shack
0: wasn't down, and I was so happy that Tom Brady finally got his. As much as I hate the Titans, I was happy for that win. Definitely. Because the, yeah. the Titans, even though I know the Titans fans that we know, probably, well, we know a few of them, but probably won't listen to the podcast, but... Shout out to
1: 8 balls, shout out to El Breezy. They're a a piss-ass,
0: oh, they're a piss-ass organization ran by some old geezer-ass woman that doesn't know what she's doing. Fuck
1: Tennessee. Okay. okay. Shout, out to, uh, shout out to Freddie Beats, who, after uh, Derrick Henry had a great game yesterday, he was tweeting out like, oh, I told y'all for the beginning of the season he's the best running back in the NFL. I'm like, guys, come on, man. They pull come his on, receipts. Guys. I'm just saying, like, y'all get caught up in the moment too much just because okay he led the league in rushing which was very surprising to me i would never have known that nobody told me even though i had him on a fantasy team but like you have to relax like i think they said derrick henry caught like maybe 17 passes the entire season like in 2020 you cannot be considered the best running back in the league if you're averaging about less than one catch per game like, it's it's a new era this is not 1940 we just give it to her running back 40 times a game, pound the rock. To be honest, the only reason I feel he's getting that many carries is because his quarterbacks are trash. Mario was garbage. Tannehill is slightly better than garbage. But if you got a real quarterback, he's not going to be the focal point of your team. Like, it's, it's great they can do that. But at some point, that's, that's not going to cut. You're going to have to rely on your quarterback to make some big time throws like Kirk Cousin did today, luckily. But he, he's also the ultimate game manager as well. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's definitely not the best running back in the league. He's great. But, I mean, yeah, if you're not catching the ball, you're not you're not in the, the consideration, in my opinion. Okay, so
0: the best what? Running back. Is McCaffrey, the best running back in the league? Who's the best running back in the league right
1: now? <sighs> That's a great question that I don't have an answer for. But I know it's not
2: Derek Henry. So, <laughs> McCaffrey's up there. It's hard to McCaffrey. deny McCaffrey, McCaffrey is like, I'm not the
1: a, a, a fan supporter, not fan. I do be balling, but he gets the ball a lot, but that's because there's literally nobody else to feed the ball to. So
2: I mean, I, I, I know for myself, like for me, who I consider the greatest uh, running back ever is Marshall Clark and yep, he's, he's one of those running backs, he, he get he can rush for a thousand and catch for a thousand. It's like Marshall Flock, like LaDainian Tomlinson, I think he did it or came close oh yeah like of of,
1: okay well I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna slander Chris McCaffrey right now more or less the people online that all these statisticians and cyber metrics people whatever save metrics. So there was a a poll that had Christian McCaffrey is the best running back of the decade and I'm like he's been a lead for like three years. but yeah. according to whatever numbers they plugged into the system, his percentages and usage rates and all that stuff for highest so of like oh he is the best running back in the decades it's like bro come on dog. like you're good but you're not not nah, you're not messing with like prior time adrian peterson like that that was the the learning back people brought up all the time so but yeah just just like with freddie man y'all guys can't get caught up in the moment all the time See, then like,
0: you kind of hurt your own argument because adrian peterson didn't catch it all
1: that's different that's different. That's no it's the
0: same time. thing. You just said
1: it. He, because, okay, he, he was like Adrian Peterson, and I've used analogy with Will Smith and Denzel. Like Denzel and Will Smith are essentially the same person. It's just Denzel is really, really good at his one trick. Like Adrian Peterson is the ultimate God, big, fast, strong running back. If, if he doesn't catch the ball, that's fine because nobody wants to hit this guy. He's breaking your tackles. He's stiff-harming you to the ground. He's, he's a monster. Derek Henry is good, but he he will never be that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a, a very poor man's AP, I guess. But yeah,
0: man, I don't know, man. That dude's been on a hell of a tear. Uh,
2: nah, he's a really good running back. I give him that, but like, I just don't see him that. Like Adrian Peterson won an MVP at, as a running back, like, and that's and that's that's, and that's
1: crazy. That's crazy that's to think about because they don't get running back shit.
0: That was so. a 2,000 yard season. Um I don't know, it's hard for me to call it as far as best running back right now. Damn, it's it's tough. I mean, Cook Cook's I hate to eat my, my words, but Cook's good. Cook can catch it, Cook can run it.
1: Mm, yeah, mean, Cook. I think Cook was the best running back in that draft.
2: Easily. To be really honest. Well, he's no, a, I'm not gonna say easy because McCaffrey was in that draft.
1: Man, there were look, he's a the second. Best clearly, there was clearly a video of him. Speeding up videos to show him looking like
2: he's moving fast. That. Sure. Like, that's, like, that's pretty. That's pretty embarrassing.
1: Well, maybe, I don't know. maybe he's like, you know what? I'm white. They're giving me a chance, and to use every <laughs> advantage I can to, to get an opportunity because you know we're a minority in the league to start your running back. So I don't know, That it is what it is. But yeah, I know I got into El Breezy early in the season. He was talking, Matter of fact, you too, Adolphus, talking about oh, Leonard Fournette is better than Dalvin Cook and. Cooking.
0: Okay, blah, look, blah, this blah, is blah, my thing. Blah. Leonard the Fournette the here, also though. had, uh, had no, no, 1,100 no, 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 yards rushing, really? okay. 500 or 600 yards receiving. He's behind a porous offensive line. He's a top running back in the league. Like, I don't this know man, why he y'all is, hate he, this nigga.
1: He, he is a poor man's Derrick Henry. Like, How's he a poor man's Derrick Henry?
0: He has 500, yep. almost 600 yards catching.
1: He's a poor man's Derrick Henry. He's this is what y'all do. let the media get hype. No, no no, 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 The oh, media does is, not get oh, behind. I'm looking for the best bad. running back since Adrian Peterson next year. Oh, Leonard Fournette's the best running back since Adrian Peterson because he threw a Division six player who's like probably a bouncer somewhere working at McDonald's or something like that on the field. Like, oh wow, you so okay, good. But it's like, not
0: because of that. Like I said, the guy good. is that big. He's that fast. He gave you 1100 yards, missing a game. And, I mean, our offensive line fell apart. We're switching in and out of quarterbacks. Uh, gave you five, almost 600 yards receiving. He proved that he's a bell cow every down running back, and he's one of the top backs in the league. It, that There's not an argument on that. He's not a poor man, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry caught 17 passes. This dude caught 70 passes. He's doing it in every which way that you need to do it. If you put him behind a great offensive line, he's killing
1: Sure, good luck with that. I wouldn't say top 10, maybe top 15, but you know, we'll have to do that list. We'll do that yeah, list we one. are
0: because you can't name 15 running backs that are better than me.
1: Don't name 15,
0: I should name 14. So,
1: I'm sure if I looked hard enough, I probably could.
2: The running back's better than Leonard Fournette.
1: Yeah, Who I would take Leonard Fournette, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, uh. Sonny Derek Michel. Henry.
0: Uh, that you, you already, I don't know what no, has got over Leonard Fournette? Leonard Fournette caught 70 balls.
1: No, he clearly plays for the Patriots, and the Patriots are the uh football equivalent of the Pacers back in the day. We already know what it is with those rosters. And, you saying, he caught 70 know they, passes, you know what they do right. with those players. We know what
0: they he do with 60 to 70 games. passes, had Nick a Chubb, yards did. in 15 games. Now, Chubb, I give it to you, yeah.
1: This is gonna this is gonna sound homish. Devontae Freeman, I'm taking him over yeah. for net.
0: Concussions. Um, don't
2: do that. I'd take Lady. Yeah, yeah Le'Veon Le'Veon, Bell,
0: I, I probably would, but if we're talking about this year right now, oh, yeah. Lady well, Unbelievable
2: he didn't have a good year this year, but he also played for the Jets and like the Jets just yeah. shit all over themselves this year. Well. Cool.
1: Like I said, we'll, we'll get to that list at some point. What yeah, well, yeah let's get to
2: that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so we'll to the, we'll put the in the queue or something like that. But this, this definitely, this definitely is going to be like uh, I think the NFL is in a transition when it comes to to the quarterbacking because I think at some point this season, I think it was probably like week six or seven, like the Ravens and the it was like the Ravens and the Texans were playing, and they put that game at one o'clock. And they didn't flex it to like the four o'clock game or to the Sunday night game, so nice, I feel like, yeah. So next year, like next year, like, yeah. I mean, if you look at like all the quarterbacks that should be playing next year, like Lamar Jackson should have multiple primetime games, Patrick Mahomes multiple primetime games, Deshaun Watson multiple primetime games. Uh, uh
1: I uh, Huh? Think of Russell Wilson primetime games.
2: Well, yeah, but yeah, Russell Wilson. Uh, I feel like if Kyler Kyler Murray will probably get one or two. Maybe he'll get one. Uh, Dak Prescott. I mean, of course
0: they will get a lot. He is a <laughs> but, but the thing is,
2: is like at this point we can't. You cannot. You can no longer put. Like, if Kansas City is playing Baltimore, that's no longer a one o'clock game. That's prime time every time. If Lamar Jackson is playing Deshaun Watson, that's prime time every time. We're not we're not putting Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers in primetime anymore. We need to move on from that. We need to move on from Tom Brady versus Kirk Cousins or whoever. No,
0: no, wait. We don't need to just move on from that as far as from a game perspective. Them niggas need to get out of the league, bro. Like, they're really starting to hold back the product. I understand they're still good quarterbacks. And, and like I said, this is not like a black-white thing. But when you're starting to get players that are just playing into oblivion, like, Phillip Rivers, uh, everybody from the 2004 class, everybody from the 01 class, the 2000 class, uh, 2005, 2006, get the fuck on. Like, you've been in the league too long. If you're 37 years old, it's time to let it go. Let somebody else get their time to shine. Like, it's getting yeah.
2: ridiculous. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Like, I feel like the watching the Patriots play is going to bring ratings down because Tom Brady, it's not fun to watch. Yeah, Well, like when you when you have like who the the Texans played the Bills first, like that game was exciting. That was yeah, the, it was game. and then you get Patriots, Titans, just like, ugh, it's like, well, the, like the exciting
1: factor was the exciting factor that brought me into it I told the Dolphins was I just want to be there in, in real time. This was the end of the dynasty. Like that yeah. that that was history for me. I was like, yeah, this this could be it. So I need to watch that game. So yeah,
0: but as but, a game, it was it was kind of boring, honestly. Like yeah, and the
1: commentating is so bad. Like, I cannot stand these people that suck off Tom Brady and the Patriots all the time. It's like, come on, man. Like, they just expect every team to lose. It's like, oh, Tom Brady, you'll never see a run like this at quarterback and blah, 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 blah. Like, man, just call the game, fam. I'll need to hear all that shit. But anywho, off that, let's transition to the one I really want to talk about, which might be the greatest product that has been put out by this franchise. And it is The Mandalorian. Now, I haven't seen the new Star Wars movie yet, so I'm just going to assume this is better. But, man, this is a well-put-together show. And I'm not going to lie. Kind of like with all the little Twitter uh, viral hits and, you know, hot, I don't know what to call it. But, like, with shit like The Bird Box and all that shit. I didn't watch none of that shit. And the shit might be great. But because Twitter just made it... Made it a thing. I refuse to watch it. I'm not watching the Bird Box. I'm not watching Bright. I'm watching none of that shit. But Adolphus was like, "Yo, you should check this out. It's pretty good." I was bored. I was like, "You know what? I got Disney Plus. Let me see. Let me see what's good." So and I was I was thoroughly impressed at how the show was put together. Uh, if you haven't watched the show, I'm sure you've seen the memes of Baby Yoda, which is another thing that almost made me not watch shows. So I was getting tired of those fucking memes. Like, get this dude out of here, done. Like, it's not Yoda. That is not yoga. Know, I don't even know what those things are called. I don't think there's a name for that species from my research, but yeah, that's
2: um, not. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, well, yeah. if you if you have this if you have Disney Plus and you're not watching the Mandalorian, what are you watching? Because the that's so raven, smart that, guy. You ain't really watching those. That's a raven or those smart guys. According to according to the
1: timeline, I'm not watching that. Day. I met. I met a dude the other day that he said him and his sister watched Disney Plus for four weeks straight, and all they watched was Boyden's World. I was like,
2: "What?"
0: I mean, I guess nostalgia from your childhood, but it's like I'm not interested in any of that at all.
2: I mean, I feel like there's way too many good shows to be going back to watch shows from the '90s. Like, I tried doing that once. I tried to be like, "Oh well, let me go back and rewatch the original X-Men series," and I got to like episode four, and I was like, "All right, I'll watch something that I."
0: Nah no, I, I did watch that. I, I did I didn't go back and watch the entire thing though.
2: I like, watched it we watched all Netflix. Netflix. Like I watched
1: re-watched that and Spider-Man when it was on Netflix. I, I didn't remember like the endings of them, so um, but anywho, back to the Mandalorian. What, what were y'all's thoughts to the show?
2: I thought it was really good, thought it was really uh well put together. I'm starting to get into the um uh, like the 35 to 45-minute episode moth, like length of episodes. Like I'm I'm glad that TV shows are kind of moving away from the hour-long episodes because it kind of like when the tension rises and it just kind of like it ends, it keeps you wanting to keep uh, uh, watching. Uh, I feel like if you're if you're not into Star Wars, you can still like this show. Like if you've never seen a single Star Wars before ever, I feel like you can still enjoy the show. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I think they kind of I feel like they Disney'd it up with the whole Baby Yoda thing and turning him into this like yeah. whole, like, was like, he's like the new crew for for Disney now, which is, you know, you, you do what you got to do to to make that money. So, but I, I thought, I think the show is really good. I, I The last episode was great. And um, it definitely, definitely gets you excited for uh, uh, season two, at least.
0: I agree with you 100%. I thought it was well put together. The action, the the budget seemed like it was good. Cause that's one thing that I worry about when a lot of these companies go to like more TV shows. And I know with some of the Avengers stuff, I was worried about that too. Like, man, you know, we're going to get cheap. uh, uh, Damn, what is it called? The the graphics CGI. Yeah, Yeah, the post-production, I thought it would be cheap, but I was actually pleasantly surprised. And I mean, it just like I was kind of like yourself in the beginning where I thought, Man, what the hell? Like this baby Yoda stuff this is stupid. And one of my friends was like, hey, you know what? I know you like Star Wars. Th- this is better than all that. And I was like, OK, I'll give it a shot. And, you know, a couple episodes in and because it was 35 minutes, like, you know, the episodes just came boom, boom, back to back. And I was like, dang, this is really interesting. Uh, the last episode was really good. Um, a lot of episodes in general are really good. I, I like the direction of how everything's going, and it actually keeps you interested to learn more about what's going on, like some of the background stuff with the Mandalorian race uh, or, or creed. Uh, I want to see more of what what was Mandalore. Uh, you want to know about know more about the child, um, even just so much. Like you just really want to get into the show.
2: Wait, wait wait slow down with this child i think it's 50 years old like but they child.
0: call him the child he is 50 years old but the they grown call him. Man. he I is but so
1: you know i think actually being a star wars fan makes it a little bit more like you can watch it if you're not into star wars and understand the characters but as somebody that's watched it before has kept up with it it makes it makes you think a little bit too hard because i had to go research like hey what time period is this set in like did they pull the whole mandalorian race out of their ass somewhere because clearly like bobo fett had the same uniform like donnie Hunter was looking at uh, trying to catch a han solo but Definitely. from what i'm reading he's not he's not a mandalorian
0: so it's like yeah he got his, stuff you... with his dad yeah
1: so it's like did they make the story up did they like did they make this backstory up? If they did it was very creative and you know one easy. of the
0: things that i thought was really cool is i went back and i watched return of the jedi and I seen the IG-11 was in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then he showed up in the Mandalorian as the, you know, the the nurse. And I was like, damn, that's real tight. Like he didn't have a part or anything, but they showed him, you know, going out and he was supposed to be hunting and killing uh, Leia and Luke. And I was like, wow, that's that's really smart to like put little Easter eggs in it. They kind of tie everything back together in the and the time frame and stuff like that. So that's something if, if nobody else caught it, like, yeah, he's in the movies from the 80s and 70s. So I, I thought they did a good job of tying a lot of that stuff in. And it, it is gonna make you wanna do some research. Like I even might like, go back and watch Clone Wars and all them movies. Like
2: I was like I mean, man, that's, that's cool.
1: Like, um, if I, if, okay. Okay, oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. My thing is though, like if they're saying that Boba Fett wasn't a Mandalorian, then if these people are these like warrior race people, like who who did he off to get the suit from? Like I don't really know the backstory of that, but again, yeah, his
0: his dad is a Mandal was a Mandalorian. And he took his dad's suit. That's where he got his suit from.
1: So then he is a Mandalorian. Then
0: he's, he's not technically because he didn't swear by the creed. He just took his dad's. Oh, uh, uh, okay, okay,
2: okay. Can I? I, I guess my my only issue with with the show and I, I i think i need to go back and re-watch it and maybe i just missed it i'm I, i'm not sure if this is spoiler at all so spoiler alert if it is the whole idea of the mandalorian character putting down like him being a mandalorian that's like you know that's a creed that's an oath you have to to you know devote your life to it's they essentially called it a religion at one point. So for him to just take all of that and to put it aside to save this Yoda character, I didn't. I didn't feel like the uh, that was earned. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's I, devoted he's devoted his life to being a Mandalorian. This is like his religion. He went and and spent that money. He's wearing the armor. Uh, he's he's still rocking the helmet. He's still living by those rules, but he he took he threw all of that away for a miniature, cute-looking uh, uh, target. And I'm thinking, like, okay, so if the first guy he caught was somewhat adorable, is he keeping that person? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand it's the idea of like, oh well, you you're giving this child to the empire and the empire in this universe is always evil, no matter what, no matter what. So you have to assume whatever the empire is doing, there's some negative things that come with that, but you still took their money. You still took the pieces of armor that you earned from that job and you still wear that stuff proudly. Like, For what? For why? Because Yoda was that cute. So you throw everything away for that? For what? Just because he looks nice? Like, I didn't I feel think, like it was right. I feel like something, there should have been something more that happened between the Mandalorian and the Yoda for him to be like, you know what? This religion thing, this oath, this creed, everything I stand for, I'm willing to throw it all the way for you because of this. What was that?
0: I think what it was, um, and I want to say it was in episode 7, maybe it might have been an 8. It, it was in 8. When they did the flashback of how he was found, um, and they the machines or whatever the droids they were bombing his people and they the mm. man they found him and saved him. I think he was kind of trying to pay that back with the, the Yoda type figure. That, does, that, does, that doesn't
2: matter, that, 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 oh, that doesn't add up because that doesn't add up because like if He's, if he, he, didn't
1: break the, he didn't break the Mandalorian code,
0: yeah, he, he broke, broke the bounty hunter thing,
2: thing.
1: yeah, the bounty hunter guild. It's two different yeah. things.
0: And i think it was because like i said he he's like, so like a, a
1: contractor kid. he broke his contract but he didn't yeah. he's still abiding by his his code by not removing the helmet in front of people and all of that stuff and then is raising
2: is it so, so the man so the way the mandalorians live the code that they live by is different than what bounty hunters do
1: yeah yeah because the bounty hunter thing is like you're, you're getting into like the episode i think five or six where he met the younger bounty hunter Like, he was trying to get into the guild by doing a good job. So it's kind of something you have to work your way into. Like, the the code that he brought into it is his code, but then the guild has a different code as far as, like, you know, taking the job and stuff like that.
0: And I also really think that it kind of got into, okay, now he didn't like the droids anyway, so he had no problem taking out the IG-11. Because IG, well, first of all, they wanted the kid or the child to be alive, you get paid more than if they were dead. Then of course he had the issue with the Jawa stealing his stuff. He had to go get the mud horn and the kid or child saved his life. And that's why when he went to do the armor, he I forgot what exactly he said, but it was something he said, I can't really take or it's something I can't really do because I didn't kill the mud horn by myself. And then that's why he didn't get whatever it was for the mud horn until the eighth episode, but I think that kind of made him kind of like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'll hold on to this kid because he still gave him away. And then when the kid looked over and cried or whatever, that's when he was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and save this kid because he saved my life. And I kind of see myself in this strange green-looking thing. That's I'll just say, my thoughts.
2: I, I probably do need to to go rewatch it again. It, it does. It makes sense. The idea of like he didn't break any of the Mandalorian rules, but he did break the bounty hunter's rules. But even with that, because he broke the bounty hunter rule, there's now a bounty on his head. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, well, but at the end, they he said he could get
1: that cleared. He said he could get that cleared at the end once he defeated all the stormtroopers. And uh, I'm
2: saying, but, uh, but before we get to that point, though, I'm saying at the moment where he was like, you know what, I'm going back. I'm gonna go get that kid. Like everything that happened after that, like once you get to like episode five, six, all the way to ten, they try to kind of explain that and try to bring it back to that and make it make sense. But I'm saying at that moment when I was watching, I was like, there hasn't the only thing that's drawing him back to this kid is because he's a kid. And I feel like I didn't feel like that that was good enough for him to be like, you know what? I'm gonna throw every not yeah. Fuck the bounty hunters. Let me save the kid. I'm gonna throw it all away, and I'm just gonna take this kid and save this kid. Like it's almost like uh, like uh, like Breaking Bad, you know? Say like Walter White and Jesse. You know, they're they're cooking and they're doing all these things. They build everything up. Like they show you all the shitty things Walter did to Jesse throughout the multiple seasons. To where when they get to the point where he wants to kill him, you're like, yeah, if he kills him, it's deserved. Or if in um, uh, like Avengers or something, Captain America, you see all the things that the winters the Winter Soldier did to affect Tony Stark. So when Tony Stark is just like, "Yo, I don't I don't care about logic. I don't care about reasoning. He killed my mom. That's it. It doesn't matter." Like they you you earned that moment. You earned he earned that that right to be angry. I didn't feel like the mandalorian earned the right to just be like oh downy hunters toss it away for this kid it didn't at at that moment it didn't feel earned after a while it kind of did but just at that that and this is me just being like super nitpicky because everything else about the show i I really liked like that's that's the best thing on disney plus like if you had disney plus and you're not watching the mandalorian like you should get rid of disney plus
1: well, I watched the I watched that, and then I also watched uh, Endgame again. Apparently, Infinity War is not on Disney Plus yet. From what I was told, they might have added it, but I know they're still adding different titles. But
0: yeah, it doesn't um, come to like the end of January or March or something like that. It's still on Netflix, so they can't get it back.
1: Yeah. So what I think we'll do is we'll probably do uh, Mandalorian reviews. So I think we'll probably like do maybe two episodes at a time. So if you're on Twitter, and you want to jump on and talk about the Mandalorian for the next probably two or three weeks along with a couple other things that are happening. I think we could do that. It'd be pretty cool. So so just let us know. But um in closing, uh, this is the what technically the first episode of New Year. So we'll probably uh, do a, another New Year's Goals episode to try to let y'all know what we're trying to do here with the podcast as far as growth wise and stuff like that. But um you know we're still getting some swing of things. I'm actually glad I haven't seen a lot of New Year New Me stuff because it's all bullshit anyways, but shout out to you if you're actually trying to improve yourself continuously, not just at the beginning of the new year or a new decade. But with that being said, this is uh, South 3706, the Bandalorian on Twitter. Peace. Y'all got any closing notes?
0: Uh, no, not really. I thought you were wrapping it up. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all. Uh, shout out to y'all. I'm out.
2: Yeah, thanks for listening.
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with thekidsweercrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com.
1: We've got a plethora of content for you, articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bringing Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics As Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidsworkrounds.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter, at
0: thekwcblog.